Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. The Colts take the ro- win on the road. I was going to say the road win and then the win on the road, and it came out at the same time. All right, it's Frankfurt. I don't even know if it was considered a road game. It's a 10-6 victory over the New England Patriots. And never mind how bad the Patriots are right now, you should not think that this is something that the Colts should sh- should cheer. This, this is a mess of an offense. Maybe a good defense, but you're going up against Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. The guy is one letter away from being a Scott Bayo movie. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. JMV joins us. He is the voice of sports in Indiana. 93.5-1075, the fan, based out of Indianapolis. We'll get to the Colts in a second. But IU, man, giving it everything they can. Uh, that overtime game, losing to Illinois, 48-45. to That ends the possibility of a bowl. But do you take this game as, you know what, they may have finally found themselves, or do you take this game as, my God, how could they let this happen? I just take the game as it's always IU because it's always something, right? It's always something. Like, you felt good after that Wisconsin game about their defense, and Tony, their defense gagged up, you know, the second highest point total in the history of Illinois to a backup quarterback that transferred in from Ball State. So I always look at it as something. So it, it was an entertaining game, um, fun to watch. Outcome wasn't what you were looking for. But with IU, it is always something, always something. Going all the way back, all those football years, it just seems like everything else is working okay, and now this is going to go haywire. You know, maybe the offense in the past hadn't been great, but, the, you know, the defense is holding up their end of the bargain. And I looked at it as incredibly disappointing overall. Great that they hung in, going to overtime, on the road, give it a shot to put two wins together. But it is typical, unfortunately, typical IU football. But when we take a look at IU football and we take a look at this offensive coordinator, uh, Rod Carey, who, yep. who took over um, – do we feel like maybe he's imparted upon this offense uh, a methodology of play that they can work with? I can tell you this. I think Brendan Sorsby is getting better with him. I Donovan McCauley, the wide receiver from Lawrence North, who was in, I believe, high school as a quarterback, you can see him getting better. So, yeah, I mean, I would have to suggest that that was, you know, because of the presence of, of Rod Carey, which kind of makes you wonder why – Walt Bell was invited in there anyway, right, as the offensive coordinator before he got fired. No, those are a couple of guys that I will tell you that look like that they are evolving and getting better week in and week out. And I think I'd give plenty of credit at this point right now to Rod Carey for helping helping that cause with those particular players. I think Donovan McCauley is going to be good. I mean, I think he's going to be really good. And um, I'll put that at the feet of the offensive coordinator, just like we would with any sort of blame. I guess I guess the question is, is he going to make the case to be the guy who replaces Tom Allen? And I bring this up because Jimbo Fisher, mm-hmm. holy 
Lee McCrap JMV. We're talking about yes. Texas A&M. They decide we're done here. Well, you, you even you had a win. We don't want it anymore. You're you go. Oh, the buyout is seventy five million dollars. It's nineteen million dollars right now, and seven point two million a year through the year twenty thirty. Goodbye, us. Here's the check. Bye bye. All of a sudden, the Tom Allen buyout doesn't look so bad. Hey, well, they're not going to do anything on the Tom buy, uh, Allen buyout this season, but we should never ever cry for the ousted football coach, especially at that level, because, Tony, they are going to be fine. In fact, better than they were having to go through all of that junk, I'm assuming, in College Station. But now, uh, IU doesn't have the money to do anything with Tom Allen this year, thus they're not going to make that move on Tom Allen next year. That move will happen next year, after next year, because uh, then the buyout goes down, I don't know, $8 million or something like that, maybe even less than that. I can't remember what the number is. I've, I've had been asked about so many buyouts over the years, I kind of forget where we are on this particular buyout. I get that confused with the Shaquille Leonard dead cap space money. But, yeah, Tom Allen's going to have one more year. They're likely going to have another year with maybe a little bit of improvement if they can you know, hang together with Rod Carey and, and uh, Brendan Soresby and Donovan McCauley, guys like that. But uh, not going to have a great year, and more than likely Tom Allen will have one final year, and then he'll be gone or they'll be on the search for another quarterback. But it won't happen after this year. Another coach, but it's not going to happen for another exactly. year. Exactly, and it won't be Rod Carey either. It, it won't be so Carey, that, no? Yeah. No, uh-uh, no. Talking no, to JMV, he's the voice of sports else. in Indiana, 93.5-1075. The fan uh, in Indianapolis, let's move it over to the Indianapolis Colts. A win is a win is a win. I'll take the win any way I can get the win. But this team cannot play offense. Uh, we'll get. To, you could talk about all the defensive fantasticness. You will going up against Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi is not impressive. I'm not saying that the defense played poorly. I'm saying they played very well. I am saying that when you have 28 pass attempts from Gardner Minshew, but only 24 running attempts. That You can argue that that's balanced offense. I will tell you that that's ridiculous balance from a team that should be running the ball like it's its job. What say you? No, I think the offense is awful right now. I mean, really awful. I Listen, I just think any good team defensively is just going to stack the box to try to stop Jonathan Taylor. Well, I don't think there's any question about that. That's the smart money right now. I I just don't happen to think that this offense, the way that it's playing with Gardner Minshew, and and you can say, well, you know, maybe it's not all him. It's not all him. He looked to me yesterday, Tony, like a guy, and I think I've said this before, he looks like a guy that is ready for a week off. That's that's what it appeared to me. He looked like a guy that needs a rest, is tired. And, you know, Tony, a lot of that comes with the fact that you're not normally a starter. I mean, you're a backup, and this has been information and physicality overload for him, and you never really know if he's going to be ready for it. I just think he's been ready for a break. Uh, they can't move the ball down the field at all as far as the pass is concerned, and if you're able at all defensively to take away the run, then you're going to be in trouble. I just think the last two weeks with Carolina and New England, they've played two very inept teams really all the way around, and you have seen that. But I don't think there's anybody on that team that needed a rest at this point in time more 
than Gardner Minshew does right now. Maybe recharge those batteries, get back. And there's a difference after the bye week against Tampa Bay coming up in that next home game. But he looks like he needs rest. Well, we can put it on Gardner if we choose. But I want to get into this receiving core just for for a moment. When you see Pittman uh, get eight receptions for 84 yards, but he was targeted 12 times, are those four bad passes from Gardner Minshew? Or is this... My God, man, you got to pull in a couple more balls and make that make that percentage much greater uh, than uh, than two thirds. No, no, you're right. I mean, certainly uh, Minshew will make you work for it, but yeah, I mean, you just have to have more consistency. Really, Tony, honestly, all the way around, this is nothing new for us. And and obviously, they were looking for something different with Anthony Richardson that's not there right now. But there is no doubt in this offseason, however they decide to do it. You have to upgrade, and I've been around here long enough to know, basically since Chris Ballard has been here, it has been me screaming about wide receiver this and wide receiver that. He gets tired of it, you know, and says, I've addressed it with Alec Pierce. I've addressed it with Michael Pittman Jr., but it is not getting any better. They need with, with Anthony Richardson coming back and hopefully being able to sustain next year. They simply put, and I don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, this is kind of like a trade situation. Hopefully with a disgruntled wide receiver, maybe Devontae Adams. Uh, and I'm just making stuff up here. Um, yeah, I you know, see what you're doing. Like, yeah, I know. I'm making stuff up. You're making, making your Christmas up. wish list very, very well known. Yeah, yeah well, no, that, that's what they need here, Tony. They need somebody like that. And you know what? People said the same thing about Philly, and they ended up on a draft night two years ago with A.J. Brown. Right? People have said the same thing probably about Tyree Kill. Yeah, he's never ever going to leave Kansas City. He ends up in Miami. You have to take advantage of these disgruntled situations with these guys because you have to have one of them, and this Colts team needs one of them. Now, on the other side, I mean, maybe it's just a draft, a high draft selection you take advantage of. That's probably going to be the more obvious path here, but I just think they need an established high-level wide receiver. I brought up Justin Jefferson. I, now it kind of looks like that everybody's refreshed in Minnesota right now with Josh Dobbs as the quarterback. So, you know, maybe he's not going to be disgruntled as what we thought. But that's really all it takes. And we're looking at something right now that may evolve and change in the next four or five months. I just happen to think that's the type of player that this Colts offense, and in particular that wide receiving room, needs. Speaking of that wide receiving room, I'm going to ask the question again. Alec Pierce, one target, one reception, 21 yards. If you're not getting Gardner Minshew's attention, Gardner Minshew's attention, um, then what, what, what are you doing? Is, is Alec Pierce – I happen to like the dude. Is he a bust? Um, I would say by his stats right now, he absolutely is a bust. The only thing is he's also played with some – don't laugh, busty quarterbacks to this point. Um, But as far as his numbers are concerned and how they really try to go at him, yeah, the the results, the returns, if you will, on, you know, where they drafted him and what they thought he was going to be, they have not been there. I guess that's a really nice way to put it, but – yeah, the quarterback situation has been just such an absolute scramble with what you saw last year and certainly, you know, with this year as well. But, yes, Tony, you would expect more attention his direction, and that is the part that hasn't been there. 
Talking to JMV, he's the voice of sports in Indiana, 93.5-1075, the fan out of Indianapolis. Let's talk about who hasn't been there. Defensive side of the ball, and that's Shaquille Leonard, who has been complaining about his role in this defense, and now you're asking yourself, is, is he even part of the future of this defense? This season ends... Where is Shaquille Leonard within this defensive thought process? Or do I have it wrong? And he is fundamental to being able to have other guys succeed. No, you don't have it wrong. Nobody has it wrong because you saw it in that first quarter yesterday at Frankfurt. We are watching the final games of Shaquille Leonard in a Colts uniform. That's what we're doing right now. It'll be at the end of this year, and it'll be over because you cannot afford to pay him that amount of money to be that. And I would also argue this, Tony, that people will say, well, it's Gus Bradley and his system. And that's something that Shaquille Leonard himself has, has kind of argued or brought out in the past couple of weeks with the local media. It's not so much that. It's just after, you know, nerve endings and a back and that injury, he's not the same player that he was two years ago. And it's not even the fact that two years ago when he was making all those plays, it was just good fortune. He was just a different type of player. And, man, injuries, especially, you know, to your back, and we start describing nerve endings and things like that to a football player, I mean, that that will just sidetrack you. That will derail you. And I think that's what we've seen right here. He's just not going to be what he was, thus paying him for what he was is not going to work financially for the Colts. I believe he'll have, what, seven, eight million dollars in dead cap space. And unless he is willing to come back at a discount, which I think we all would doubt right now, we are watching the final days of Shaquille Leonard in a Colts uniform, in my opinion. So that takes us to the opposite space. By the way, he was second on the list in terms of tackles, nine total tackles, two solo. Yeah. Uh, in, in that game against New England. Not what uh, they're looking for, brother. I mean, that's not really what they're looking for. And, and we can, again, we'll argue whether or not that's Gus Bradley's system. And, hey, if he had Matt Eberflus, it would be different. You can't afford to pay, you know, 20-plus million dollars or whatever for a guy to get nine tackles. They're looking for the so-called splash plays, the big plays, the turnovers, you know, just getting out. The and, hits, you know, all that. Fumbles right. and all that. And he, he hadn't done that in two years. And you know what? Sometimes those injuries like that for a guy that is relied upon, you know, speed, it, that, that just can take it away. He does not look the same, and I think it's more about how he is and who he is right now than it is about the defensive scheme, which, by the way, we also may be watching the final days of Gus Bradley as the defensive coordinator here. We'll see, you know, even with a game like they had yesterday or even with a game like they had two weeks before, you kind of wonder where that is going to go further down the road because there was no relationship or connection with Shane Steichen when he was brought in here. He was just cool with Gus staying on board, but you kind of got to wonder if that, that is the, the style and the philosophy defensively that Shane Steichen and so the Colts be, want moving before forward. Before I let you go, uh, Zaire Franklin is the heart and soul of this defense right now. Is he about to get the, I, I don't know where his contract is. Uh, is he going <laughs> to be around for a while? Yeah, I think so. That's the other thing, too. Zaire Franklin's probably going, wait a minute, this guy makes 20-plus million dollars, and I make what? And I'm doing all this? Um, he's not going to say that out loud, but he's probably thinking that as well. Yeah, he's going, to, he's going to get a raise. I don't know if they're going to go to the lengths in which they did with Shaquille Leonard in hindsight, but 
Uh, he's certainly going to be due a raise at some point. It's just it's disappointing with, with Shaquille Leonard because he had so much going for him, and then the injuries did derail it. And you saw that first quarter yesterday, Tony. He just didn't didn't look great. I mean, there were some moments there, a missed tackle that looked really bad. And I think those far outweigh, you know, like nine tackles that he had or whatever. And I think this team is going to agree and probably at the very least want to scale down his salary. And I right. think that's going to end up meaning he won't be a part of the team. JMV, 93.5, The Fan in Indianapolis, the voice of sports in Indiana. I appreciate you taking the time. We've got more. This is Tony Katz today.